welcome to Afternoon Tea. I'm Kayla. I'm Max. And it's been a while, if we're being honest. You sound like you're on NPR, dude. Am I? Is this not NPR? <laughs> Did I, I take a wrong turn? Uh, dude, at my job, I whenever I have like a down moment, normally I listen to like sports podcasts. But when I get tired of hearing like people talk about Alabama football for you know an hour straight, um, I'll listen to NPR to kind of get a sense of like where we are, mm-hmm. right? But then all they talk about is the impeachment stuff, mm. and I know it's kind of Important. historical <laughs> and like once in a lifetime. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm kind of like. I, like, in, to me, it's a foregone conclusion that he's guilty, but then a foregone conclusion that nothing's going to happen. <laughs> so, like, I don't even know why I'm listening. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I know, like, three things about the impeachment proceedings that are going on right now. Give it to me. What are the three things? Ukraine. Good. It is a country. Joe Biden. And honestly, like, that's it. I haven't paid attention. Whistleblower. Whistleblower. CIA. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. But, like, I haven't, I keep, like, going on, like, my New York Times app to be, like, all right, you're going to read something, you're going to know loosely what's happening. And then I see the headline, I'm like, I just, it's fine. To the best of my knowledge, you know, for those viewers coming, your listeners coming to Afternoon Tea. For the hard-hitting for news. hard-hitting news three months after it breaks, <laughs> it was, like, Trump was withholding aid to Ukraine to investigate Biden's kid. Yeah. Because he was doing some probably sketchy shit in yeah. Ukraine, which is uh, n- not good Yeah. On all, on, all, on all accounts. And then they were like... And a number of people were also on that call. But where are we in f- impeachment proceedings? Are we so still in to, the House? To date this podcast, we're not even in the House. Like, we're in the investi... I don't know how to put this. Investigation parts. <laughs> so they've issued subpoenas, people are showing up, and they're doing um, the stuff. People are spilling their guts on live So we're not even close to, like, voting on impeachment. We're not that far, so to speak. Hmm. But, like, it could feasibly happen before the end of the year. But... Also, this is now just turning into an episode where we just talk about this and explain it. But if he gets impeached, right? Impeachment's like you get rid of your... What's the word? infallibility but like your protection as president against like sure whatever does that mean he could be prosecuted for other things or would he have to only be prosecuted for this i feel like it protects you from stuff you did as a president because mm. i feel like the other stuff is like like even a sitting president can go to criminal court yeah or like civil court or whatever mm-hmm. you know he's still a citizen so yeah i guess we'll see yeah anyway this is not what we're supposed to talk Welcome about. Welcome to the fashion issue of afternoon tea. <laughs> yeah, the real reason we're here is because today, hopefully, stop hitting the table. Sorry. Just because today, hopefully, uh, the fashion issue is on stands. And Max and I... Guess what, folks? ...made the fashion issue this year. I know. So, to, you know, make up for all the lost content, we put it all... And a 16-page thing, and then you can have it now. Yeah, but uh, 
you know, real listeners will remember approximately a year ago at this time, Max yeah. saying, I'll fucking die before I do the fashion issue or something to that extent. Yeah, I was re-listening to Afternoon Tea on a really boring day and caught myself uh, on record having said that. And um, I was right to the extent that I am dead and speaking to you from beyond the grave. <laughs> How did we come about this journey? Max. <laughs> hubris the beginning of all tragic stories i feel like we should also like explain what the fashion issue is in general or specifically our guy like both well i feel like we're really dropping people in here all right listeners those of you (laughs) who this is somehow your first episode of afternoon tea I apologize because you're missing out on our year-long like, <laughs> continuity, which you need to understand everything we're saying. Um, yeah, we're not a sitcom. You have to watch every episode in order for it to make sense. Can you skip stuff in sitcoms? Yeah. They're situational comedies. You could mix, like, six episodes and come... Have you ever, you ever watched, like, Friends Not no. in Order? No. Or Seinfeld or anything? That'd be cool. Anyway. What if you could, yeah, what if you just watched it in order of, like, bad episode to good episode? How would you make that ranking? Well, first you'd have to watch them. <laughs> and then you'd make the rankings. And then you would have to forget everything. Mm-hmm. So years would have to pass. Mm-hmm. And then, in your basement, you come upon the crumpled piece of parchment <laughs> in which you wrote that, like, the Soup Nazi episode was this, like, 30th best episode. And then you rewatch them. From worst to best. That feels really convoluted. I just think that, like, do you never notice that, like, you watch an episode of something and, like, something really big happens and then you watch the next episode and it's like everyone's forgotten that that thing happened? No, because I was raised on Psych, which is probably the greatest situational comedy of and all time. And that explains a lot about you. <laughs> it's like you watched Full House or whatever, and then there's, like, a two or three episode series where Michelle has amnesia. And then, like, the whole thing is getting her to, like, remember her life again. And then... After she gets over it, no one ever talks about it ever again. If I had amnesia, I would talk about it every goddamn day. No. I never watched Full House. It always felt too adult for me. What? There were, like, real people on the show. (laughs) Uncle Jesse. And And it primarily starred adults. I don't... Yeah, but they're not the stars. Well, I guess they are kind of the stars, but they're all idiots. Yeah, but the kids are such bad actors on that show. How dare you? Well, that's what, I, that's what I thought when I was six. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, wait, uh, what was her name? Aunt Becky. She's the one involved in the scandal with the kids at USC. Oh, yeah. Fuck, what's her name? Dang, represent. She's, like, in jail, I think. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Probably not, let's be real. Oh, my God, that was, like, though... Um, there, I had a teachable moment yesterday mm-hmm. because I was doing prison outreach and we were like about to go in the unit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls in my group, um, who was a freshman, was like talking about how like rich people can buy their way out of jail or like prison sentences. Because I was like, um, so I don't know if I can say this, but Paul Manafort is locked up in the Alexandria detention facility in case anyone wants to send him letters. <laughs> you can just look him up on, like, BOP's website. Um, but he, so he's where, he's there in the facility. And she was like, well, that's weird. Can't, like, rich people buy their way out of jail? And I was like, no, you can buy bail, but they give you your money back. 
at the end of the deal like it's just to make sure you show up like you can't actually just buy your like, way out of jail <laughs> not even a monopoly can you do that <laughs> well uh, isn't it eventually you just get to pay 200 bucks yeah but that's just like the state uh, sticking you one last time remember the summer we played monopoly Did and you? i spent the whole game in jail yeah i remember that a tough time. you guys remember that <laughs> anyway, that's the issue at hand. How about you explain the fashion issue in general? The fashion issue here at The Voice is where once a year in the fall, they stick two idiots with the task of getting, putting together a concept and then getting clothes. I shouldn't say two every year, two idiots. This year, two idiots before our predecessors were beautiful and intelligent and charismatic. Um, this year it was us, and we found clothes. And we came up with like a theme, mm-hmm. and then we like got people to write articles. Yep. And then we did a photo shoot, and then we gave back thousands of dollars of clothes that we borrowed from stores, and uh, now it's on stands. Yeah. So just there was a moment that we had walking back from Brooks Brothers with like four suits in hand apiece and like a number of dresses. Where I like mentally tallied and realized that the amount of clothing we had in our arms was worth more than what I have in my bank account. Oh, by m- by a lot. And we had to use our credit cards as collateral. But the thing is, is it can't be collateral if I cannot pay for this. So we it would still the, be taking yeah, a loss. The, the collateral is like just my life at that point <laughs> like i would have to s- take my liver out just wearing a disguise every time you go on m street yeah that's fine i don't uh, fuck with m street so yeah so this year the theme was is masquerade nice uh which is a very long-winded explanation and max and i made a video about it that's like up and you can watch here i'll like, hyperlink my him. voice yeah here <laughs> click on my voice here <laughs> And then you can go watch that video. Um, But, like, the quick explanation is... It's, like, basically... I can't explain this again. We've explained this so many times. I'm kind of triggered by this (laughs) anyways at this point. But basically the idea is, like... Okay, we'll do the historical explanation first. Masquerade as an institution comes to us from 15th century Venice (laughs) because it was a part of Mardi Gras, which is associated with Lent because in 15th century Venice, they didn't have fridges. So, you know, during lunch, you don't really eat a lot of meat um, or sweet stuff. So you can't save it like you could salt it, but then it's not really sweet anymore. So you eat all of that stuff in Mardi Gras, which literally translates to Fat Tuesday. and then, you know, you go about your business. You'd be more pious and solemn and ascetic afterwards. Um, but, like, I thought, we thought this was kind of an interesting place to start because uh, we go to a fucking Catholic institution and we also tend not to think about, like, that, the Catholic aspect of masquerade, like, <clears throat> or carnival in general. Um, and that, you know, the, this was basically... It wasn't institutionalized. This was like a popular, like the church did not exactly fucking approve this. But it was, but it was like po- popular Catholic culture, where like you would wear masks and like there would be intermingling of like class society and like fucking people you wouldn't tend to have sex with and like 
um, that kind of thing. Um, and like queering presentation and like all of these stereotypical masks and things like that. Um, that was very interesting. And so kind of pulling that history out and seeing how um, in a broader scope, Georgetown, it's Catholic history, but then also kind of the popular um, life at Georgetown influences the ways that Georgetown students kind of um, set the, uh, dress themselves, like w wear these masks, so to speak, and then also kind of let loose. Yeah. So that's the theme. <coughs> and we like basically did this whole photo shoot with uh, a bunch of like really beautiful, awesome models who all, were all pretty much sophomores. I think we had only one senior. Uh, Harmon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and who, like, uh, who for me, like, really very much embody, like, the idea of, like, coming to this institution and, like, trying to, like, present in such a way as to, like, correlate with what that institution is, like, like, the quote-unquote expectations while also not necessarily, like, fitting, like, you know, the gender identity or, like, the racial identity or ethnic identity of, like, the people who founded who like founded this place and like but then primarily populate yeah exactly Pri yeah primarily populate and also like you know representing the groups that were like you know intentionally pushed out yeah um so yeah that's that's what we did um and it it's i'm happy we did it good at moments it was the biggest stressor on my mind i would say and I feel bad about this, there was not one moment where it was the biggest stressor on my mind. Like, not in the last six months at all. But um, Kayla admittedly did a lot more of the heavy lifting than I did. I just think it was because, like, pretty much every, generally everything on my to-do list would be things that, like, I have done before and or know what to mm. do to go yeah. about completing such a task. And then this, like, when we were, like, looking at trying to do the photo shoot, I was just, like, I literally have no idea what to do. No, but it was amazing. Like, there were, the amount of times things fucked up and worked out anyways is ridiculous. Like, yeah. we had to push the photo shoot back by a week yeah. because our photographers weren't going to be able to make it. So then we had to communicate all of that to all of the, um, like, shops. Meanwhile, we weren't even sure what shops we were going to work with two yeah. weeks out. Yeah. And uh, we had to deal with all of that as well. And then we had to get all of the sizing from the models, which they were great about. But nonetheless, like, no one knows their exact suit sizing. Yeah. So could we come to Brooks Brothers, and they're like, okay, what size are they? And we're like, uh, fucking medium. And they're <laughs> like, are you insane? <laughs> like, how could that be the sizing you got? So literally, it amounted to just me putting on suits and seeing if they could maybe fit. And they fit anyways to yeah. our, for our two little models. And it was just like... The, like thing after thing where it was like what the fuck Lord like there like with our last model we didn't account for the fact that it was daylight savings it was that literally day. the day after daylight savings hit like yeah so we thought we would have an extra hour of sunlight but by the time we got out there with her and all our makeup was done the sun had basically set so we were like fuck fuck so we like run we're trying to figure out where to go and we're like we'll shoot in the icc and we walk into the icc and all of the furniture is gone from the Galleria. There's nothing there. And like, just per, like coincidentally, we were like, okay, so we used it as a catwalk for her. <laughs> yeah, 
That was so strange. Like, where was all that stuff? I have no idea. Hopefully it was getting cleaned. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it also is going to be cool. As we speak, the fashion issue has not actually been created. This is the night before we do all the production I stuff. Know. But, like, all the pieces are there. And I do think it'll be cool to, like, hold something and be like, I made this. Yeah. You know? And, like, that'll also be, like, a cool thing to, like, show other people and be like, Look, you see this thing? Skills. Boom. What, skil- <laughs> what skills would you say this shows that we have? Uh, taste. Good. Um, I will say, we do have taste. And you'll see this, <laughs> the, uh, listeners. We have pretty good taste. Even though you can't, I don't, you guys have never seen us. You've just seen the cartoon versions of us. Yeah. I mean, they've seen no, they our long time We used viewers. to have a picture. Our long time viewers. Yeah. Wow, throwback to that. I feel like all our listeners are long-time listeners. Yeah. I, I don't like think we have any new listeners anymore. <laughs> you would be shocked. Every once in a while, someone some would be like, freshman. I've listened. I'm like, why? Yeah, didn't she say there was some person? Who, like, who... listened before they came to campus? I hope you're still listening, honestly. What's insane is that's precisely why we made this podcast in the yeah. first place. Like, I wanted this podcast to be, like, an honest look at what college campuses are like because I don't like when boomers talk about what yeah. college campuses are like. Yeah. And then someone was like, that's what it was. And we were like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, why would you listen to this? <laughs> um, I feel like the skills, I would say like, this, a skill that I kind of had to learn on the job was like coordinating so many people. Yeah. Cause like I've done court, like I do coordination with like Gucci, Gucci yeah. which is like a, the art collective, but it's much more about like, people are there and it's people I know, mm-hmm. you know? And whereas like, this is like store managers and like a bunch of like other kids who like are like students, but I don't like, I know of and don't really know. And it's like yeah. photographers and it's like, it's like a lot more of like sending emails into the ether and hoping that things happened, Yeah, you know? I've had the basically the same experience, like trying to figure out my ABP as yeah. I do with this. And they're both awful experiences. <laughs> yeah. Would you do the fashion shoe again? No. And <laughs> Would I? Yeah. Who's going to do it? I don't know. <laughs> that's literally a problem for so long from now. We can cultivate that talent. A that could be our like, next job. Our gift is finding other people. So in case any of you guys need like a dress for like a gala <laughs> or something like that, just say you're going to do a photo shoot for an on-campus publication. And that's it. That's literally all you have to do. They'll give it to you. Like I pr- actually like I hope none of like none of the store managers listen to this podcast. You know, God willing. But like, <laughs> they like literally they just gave us shit. Well, we did have to give some verification. Such as like last year's issue. Like uh, one store asked for like our number, like our viewership numbers and things. Really? Like that. Yeah. I was zoned out. There was one part. store that didn't ask for anything, but. We're not going to out that Yeah, story. we're you not going to do that. You guys can just figure out yeah. for yourselves. <laughs> but everyone was, like, very nice and very helpful. The fashion shoe definitely would not have come together if we did not have all those other people. No, literally, when Jacob asked us for, like, a mood board, we gave him, <laughs> like, <laughs> we gave him the, like, woman from Pink Flamingos, <laughs> a black guy with dreads in the shape of a devil horn, and, like... And then I, a bunch I, of white people at, like, yeah, a gala. Yeah, and then, like, white people and, like, a teddy bear from Ralph Lauren. <laughs> and he was like, thank you. 
Like idiots. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, every time, because Max and I have like our own personal fishy folder, and then there's one that everyone else sees. Do, do other people have access to our fishy no. folder? No. <laughs> okay, good. Cause, so every once in a while, I'll go to like go to the official fishy folder, but I'll accidentally click on ours and be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I like that this has turned into a shout-out track. Uh, yeah, it's just turned into, like, our acceptance speeches for fishy, editor, for fishy producers. We're going to give an acceptance speech, aren't we? On tomorrow? Yeah, what happens? We can if you stick around. Can you, Are we allowed to talk about this? Um, we probably can't, shouldn't describe the whole ritual. Hello. Georgetown administrators, <laughs> now is the time where the browser automatically shuts off. <laughs> Three, two, one. Okay, hello all Georgetown students <laughs> and members of the community. Welcome to our like secrets of voice Illuminati. Basically, we could just say like <laughs> after on our final production night, which this year and last year lands on Fishy production night, we have a celebration in which people like you know, say thank you and things like that. Yeah. And last year, Emma and Isabel, and usually it's only section editors who give speeches, but I think it's fine if we if we want to I mean, say we don't words. Have, I, I'm not particularly moved. But you don't, you don't want to give a teary-eyed speech? No. <laughs> it would just turn out like this, and this is terrible. <laughs> Dude, I have so much shit to do. I've had an essay to write a week for the last month and a half. That's pretty shitty. Here's my thing. I feel like... Quantity-wise, I've had the same amount. It just comes in, like, weirder spurts for me. Mm -hmm. That's more spread out than mine. Mine will be, like, nothing for, like, two weeks, and then it's like I have three essays due in one week. No. Which is kind of what next week's shaping up to be. I have... I just have sadness all the time. <laughs> and then... Uh, I just have this one class that my <laughs> professor has no idea how to facilitate because they just, like... It's such a good class, too, which is so frustrating. But it's, like... Clearly, if you assign more than 100 pages of reading a day and there's two days, it's a two-day-a-week class, mm -hmm. no one's going to do all the reading. Yeah. Like, they'll do, people do the readings to the best of their ability, but it's just not possible. Mm -hmm. And then she asks the most specific questions imaginable. I hate that. Rather, and it's not, and it's literally not because she's trying to be mean or like it's just because she has a very specific idea of where she, what she wants us to get out of the reading uh -huh. but it's like if you wanted that give shorter readings not just not even that but just send the questions prior to or that, yeah. and then we can read for what you want yeah and then we can talk about, maybe i should say all this there but <laughs> it, i don't need to expose the fact that i don't do all the readings it's the thing it's just like <laughs> i do the, what, what i can you know end of the semester evaluation yeah that last year um I did a end of the semester evaluation, and like honestly, usually with those, like I know they read it, but I'm like, all right, what happens with these really? Me and another friend, we had this professor who like talked about like slavery and racism in like a way that was like could have been better, mm. and so like we both like mentioned that in the evaluation, and then like mid way through the summer our whole class got an email with her like justifying and like explaining and we were like uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow i feel like it's been a long time since on the spot since like we actually talked about gossip i right. think we used to back in the day we used to be about more i think that's gossip. because our gossip now it's is boring as shit it's not just boring but kind of sad 
That's really true. Like, I haven't had fun gossip in months. Well, you do. Like, mystery and gossip is fun, in my opinion. Only sometimes. Mostly centering around one person yeah. all the time. <laughs> that then, is actually funny. Other than that, like, my life has really, like, shrunk down to yeah. where I don't hang out with many people. Yeah. And the people I do hang out with, like, have literally no drama. Yeah. And uh, that's sad. Yeah. Oh, well, this is not drama, but me and my roommate are uh, participating in a Smash Bros. tournament this Friday. So if any of you listeners get this somehow prior to, in between the point where this drops and 5 p.m. on Friday, come get whooped by my Sonic. (laughs) You're so lame. That's that's my tea. That's the tea. But I need to practice, and I don't really have time, so. I have one friend that I witnessed. That I witnessed shit his pants since the last time we've recorded, which was honestly probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my whole life. No matter how many times you say that, it still makes me sad, (laughs) and I, like, don't understand how you can be so childish. What do you mean? How could there be anything funnier? He pooped his pants. If I pooped my pants, I would never speak to you again. (laughs) Ever, ever. You're so dumb. Oh, God. How can that not... That's, like, prime comedic humor. View, <laughs> viewers, please rep- type, type, type <laughs> in the comments. Is poop funny, yes or no? Poop is definitely funny. It's one of those things that you have to, like, make yourself laugh about. Otherwise, I would laugh, it's weird. I would laugh in the moment. I think it's because you are associated with it, and it makes you anxious. I saw a, I watched a dog poop today, and we made eye contact, and I felt so bad. And then I thought, if anyone told me to poop outside, I would slap them in the face. And then I also thought about just the, oh, the absolute luxury <laughs> of pooping inside when the heat's on in winter. I literally <coughs> felt in my body how good that felt, even when I did not even want to poop. I was just like, this is the best feeling ever, and dogs never get to feel this. <laughs> that is so specific. <laughs> Especially if the rim is porcelain and and not plastic. Yeah, and it's warm. (laughs) I guess it's different because I'm always sitting when I use the bathroom, Mm. no matter what I'm doing. Yeah, it's just just what it is, you know? (laughs) No, you know, when you cozy down. I actually had, this is not tea, but this is something that I actually recently thought of. I don't know why I'd repress this in my memory for so long, but so this... I'm opening myself up, listeners, so don't judge me too hard. Mm -hmm. But so in high school, I used to go on 4chan Mm -hmm. because, like, memes, and I was an edgy teenager. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't know if people understand the structure of 4chan, but it's similar-ish to Reddit, where, like, there's a lot of, like, sub, like, forums, basically, Mm -hmm. where, like, people talk about different stuff. And it's very broad. It's, like, music, politics, whatever. Most are very racist. Um, and I would go on the music one and the fashion one. And I had completely suppressed that I even went on the fashion. Like, sometimes I'll think about, like, oh, like, when I listen to this, it makes me think of the fact that I got it from a racist, like, forum on the internet. (laughs) And that's great. But, like, yeah, I totally forgot that, like, a lot of the reason I really liked fashion in high school was because of that. 
but like a lot of the way like it was mostly men like men would talk about themselves is like horrible like they would just be like so like self-conscious and like wearing very like covering clothing like very dark clothing and like you know obviously because it's high schoolers Mm -hmm. who like don't like the way they look Mm -hmm. but it's like so strange that that was like my first kind of class in how to talk about fashion yeah and none of it was about like vogue or like paris runway or you know fashion week or whatever but like but about like yeezys and yeah like what shoes to wear and stuff like that yeah i don't know i think it's this is a slightly unrelated but then i have another question that is more related do you ever think about how like you know how you look back right now at pictures of yourself and you're like oh what was i thinking and then you're like oh like this version of me is like more attractive or like better dressed or whatever mm-hmm. you ever think about how like one day will come like, the day where you look t- at today you look at today and you're like that was so much better you know like oh. i was so young and like cute you know and now i'm this i think about that all the time like when am i gonna hit that point where you start going where, back down again yikes i mean i don't think <coughs> i'm gonna hit that point style wise so to speak <laughs> But I could definitely see myself hitting that point in the next five years when it comes to my body. Five years? That's it? Dude, when I tell you, I, so I had this, for prison outreach, we had a, like a, there was a moment a week or so ago where we get to the CSJ van and I look in the key packet and there's no key. And so I literally had to run, and this is nothing, but I had to run from the parking garage to the CSJ mm-hmm. to get the key and back because we were going to be so late. And, like, for those of you who don't go to Georgetown, that is maybe a five-minute run Yeah. if you're slow. And I, by the time I got back, I almost vomited. Like, I almost puked. And this is coming from someone who ran a mile in less than five minutes in high school. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, my body is on a very steep decline. <laughs> but you don't have to be in shape to be cute. Exhibit A. Yeah, but I'd like to be in shape, and, <laughs> and I think it does contribute to the way I think of myself as cute, yeah. Uh, I guess that's fair. I don't know, I just, there's going to come a day. Maybe there won't come a day, maybe I'll always be cute. Black don't but crack, I'm not so they say. On it. Yeah, black don't crack, but anyway, the second question was something that we talked about in the video that I don't think is going to go in, so I figured we can talk about it here. Um, how has your style been affected by like Georgetown um I can't remember what I said but I would definitely say like I mean it's very subtle but I something that made me think about this my little brother like sent me a snap of him and his friends like going around the campus and he still goes he goes to school on the west coast and they're all wearing pajamas like pajama bottoms and sweatshirts and, like, they always are wearing pajama bottoms and sweatshirts. And, like, not to say that I would wear that on the West Coast, but that I definitely think I would have evolved differently if mm-hmm. I stayed in Washington. Like, I don't wear sweats, but I, like, I wear it more, you know, because I'm more comfortable with myself. But, like, I don't wear sweats, and I'm, like, I try to comport myself for work. And, like, wor- expectations for what you wear for work are really different on the East Coast. So, or, like, when my dad came, like the nicest he dressed when like we weren't at the SFS gala it was like a pair of jeans with a dress shirt on top and I was like that's my guy <laughs> well he said something because I was uh got like breakfast with them 
and your dad was wearing like the white button down and jeans and you were like dad you're looking nice and he was like yeah well i guess like adults don't wear t-shirts out here and i was like that's so funny it was also funny because it was like a nice dress shirt like it wasn't just like a yeah that was oh god i love my dad so much this is not i'm dad i know you're listening i'm literally not ribbing you i actually love you (laughs) i feel like the way that my style has changed since coming to georgetown is not necessarily because of like broader georgetown culture but because of like the spaces i've evolved involved yeah for sure um because i feel like if i dress the way i used to dress now and like went to the things i went to i would feel very out of place Mm -hmm. and that's not to say that it's not like like I'm saying like for like 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 music shows and things that I like go to and perform at I'm like I feel like there's like so there's like an expectation that you're gonna like use your clothes as like a a creative space yeah you know yeah Um, and that doesn't and that doesn't necessarily mean that like you dress in a specific way it just would be like it would feel weird for me to dress very plainly when people are like very clearly like have put thought into their outfits yeah you know i was thinking about that i was like man like because i feel like i've been dressing less stylishly mm-hmm. so to speak this uh semester and i think it's just because i don't have the energy to put thought into it mm-hmm. you know or like just like try all the time and I, I don't know i like used to feel bad but now i'm like fuck it i just feel the way i feel yeah. I'm gonna start wearing Phuket jeans. I think for me it's like kind of functions in the opposite way where like sometimes like I'll be waking up in the morning and be like, fuck, like I don't want to do this. And then I'll be like, oh, but like you decided you were gonna wear this outfit today and like that's fun. You know? Mm. Like, so like that he- helps. <clears throat> and then like I think there are days when like what I'm wearing can like very much like, like yesterday I wore like my like what people call a drug rug, which I think is a. A problematic term. A what? Drug rug, you know, like those like sweatshirts. Have you seen me in it? I just got it. Jake gave it to me. I don't know. But it's like a very, it's like a, it's from like, I like, he got it in Mexico, so it's like South American roots, which is why I think it's like very problematic. But that's what people most likely know it for, uh, or like know what to call it. Uh, so it's just like a, like a baggy like sweatshirt thing, and I like wore a beanie all day and like my hood up and like sweatpants. Uh-huh. And it was just, like, a very much an outfit where it was, like, don't talk to me. <laughs> like, don't do this. Yeah. Whereas I feel like other things are more, like, you know? Yeah. yeah. Write, write to us. If you think poop is funny. Yeah, please. Um, my net idea is MCF112. <laughs> if you care to send me an email, I reply to fans. So. Wow. Just put the, make sure to put urgent in the subject line. <laughs> Um, all right, yeah, hope we'll we'll be back sooner than later. You can listen to this on where you're listening to it. On the Voice Podcast Network. Uh, we're on Spotify. And Apple Music. <coughs> and we got Twitter, we got Facebook, we got Instagram. So, so you know, do that. Hit that f- motherfucking like button. <laughs> anyway, bye. Bye.